Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link on the top menu for online edition, you'll see a drop-down that has a link to read ACIMOE. <coughs> on that same drop-down menu, there's also a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email also sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which email contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. <coughs> Today we are continuing our reading in Chapter 4, The Root of All Evil, with Section 4, Love Without Conflict. And at the top of the hour, we will pause to for a practice of our lesson, Lesson 40, I am blessed as the Son of God. Well, um, this is the delightful time when I get to ask Lori, do you have an opening for the call this morning, Lori? Oh, I'm so delighted that today of all days I can say I do. I cast... Um, I cast a wide net yesterday and waited, and here it is. It's a poem from Rumi. It goes like this. All night, a man called out, God, God, until his lips were bleeding. Then the adversary of mankind said, Hey, Mr. Gullible, how come you've been calling all night and never once heard God say, here I am. You call out so earnestly and in, in reply, what? I'll bet you what? Nothing. The man suddenly felt empty and abandoned. Depressed. Depressed, he threw himself on the ground and fell into a deep sleep. In a dream, he met an angel who asked, quote, why are you regretting calling out to God? And quote. The man said, I called and called, but God never replied, here I am. And quote. The angel explained, quote, God has said, your calling my name is my reply. Your longing for me is my message to you. All your attempts to reach me are in reality my attempts to reach you. Your fear and love are a noose to catch me. In the silence surrounding every call of God waits a thousand replies. Here I am. I am blessed as a son of God. Amen. Oh, thanks so much for that. Wow. Yeah. Wow, how perfect. Oh, thank you, Laurie. Good story. That was wonderful. Thank you. That's like the unrepressed soul. 
That's really good. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> uh, loved it too. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you very much, Laurie. And uh, go through the list here of who's with us and reading this morning. I have Laurie, Bran, Donna, Diana, Karen, Jessica, Milana, and uh, uh, with us and listening, I have Wendy. Is there anyone else who's joined the call this morning who would like to say good morning or join the reading list? Morning, it's Sandra. If you need a reader, I can read, but if not, it doesn't matter. Okay, thank you, Sandra. I think we have enough to share with you. <laughs> anyone else who'd like to say good morning? And, uh, yeah, there's one person not on mute right now. And I will go ahead and uh, get started with the reading. Chapter 4, The Brood of All Evil, which is identified as the authority problem. And Section 4, Love Without Conflict. You have never understood what, quote, the kingdom of heaven is within you, unquote, means. The reason you have not understood it is because it is not understandable to the ego, which interprets it as if something outside is inside and this does not mean anything. The word within is necessary. Excuse me. The word within is unnecessary. The kingdom of heaven is you. What else but you did the creator create? And what else but you is his kingdom? This is the whole message of the atonement. A message which in its totality transcends the sum of its parts. Christmas is not a time, it is a state of mind. The Christ mind wills from the soul, not from the ego, and the Christ mind is yours. And Lori. Okay, chapter four, the Riddle of all Evil, section four, Love Without Conflict. You have never understood what, quote, the kingdom of heaven is within you, end quote, means. The reason you have not understood it is because it is not understandable to the ego, which interprets it as if something outside is inside, and this does not mean anything. The word within is unnecessary. The kingdom of heaven is you. What else but you did the Creator create? And what else but you is His kingdom? This is the whole message of the Atonement, a message which in its totality transcends the sum of its parts. 
Christmas is not time, it is a state of mind. The Christ mind wills from the soul, not from the ego. The Christ mind is yours. 42. You too have a kingdom which your soul created. It has not ceased to create because your ego has set you on the road of perception. Your soul's creations are no more fatherless than you are. Your ego and your soul will never be co-creators, but your soul and your creator will always be. Be confident that your creations are as safe as you are. Thank you, Lori. And Fran, would you read 42 through 44? Sure. 42. You too have a kingdom which your soul created. It has not ceased to create because your ego has set you on the road of perception. Your soul's creations are no more fatherless than you are. Your ego and your soul will never be co-creators, but your soul and your creator will always be. Be confident that your creations are as safe as you are. 43. The kingdom is perfectly united and perfectly protected, and the ego will not prevail against it. Amen. 44. That was written in that form because it is a good thing to use as a kind of prayer in moments of temptation. It is a declaration of independence. You will find it very helpful if you understand it fully. Thank you, Fran. And Donna, would you read uh, um, 43 through 45? 43. The kingdom is perfectly united and perfectly protected, and the ego will not prevail against it. Amen. 44. That was written in that form because it is a good thing to use as a kind of prayer in moments of temptation. It is a declaration of independence. You will find it very helpful if you understand it fully, 45. In its characteristically upside-down way, the ego has taken the impulses from the superconscious and perceives them as if they arise in the unconscious. The ego judges what is to be accepted, and the impulses from the superconscious are unacceptable to it because they clearly point to the non-existence of the ego itself. The ego, therefore, experiences threat and not only censors, but also reinterprets the data. However, as Freud correctly pointed out, what you have repressed can retain a very active life beyond your awareness. Pass. Hi, 44, I mean 45. In its, characteristic, in its characteristically upside-down way, 
the ego has taken the impulses from the superconscious and perceived them as if they arrived in the unconscious. The ego judges what is to be accepted, and the impulse from the superconscious are unacceptable to it because they clearly point to the non-existence of the ego itself. The ego, therefore, experiences threat and not only censors, but also reinterprets the data. However, as Freud correctly pointed out, what you have repressed can retain a very active life beyond your awareness. Repression 46 thus operates to conceal not only the basser impulses, but also the most lofty ones from awareness because both are threatening to the ego and being certain primarily with its own um, uh, 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 preservation in the face of threat, the ego perceives them as the same. The threat value of a lofty is actually much greater to the ego because the pool of God himself can hardly be equated with the pool of human appetites. By preserving them as the same, the ego attempts to save itself from being swept away as it would surely be in the presence of knowledge. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. And Karen. I think someone's not muted, just in case. 46. Repression thus operates to conceal not only the baser impulses, but also the most lofty ones from awareness. Because both are threatening to the ego, and being concerned primarily with its own preservation in the face of threat, the ego perceives them as the same. The threat value of the lofty is actually much greater to the ego because the pull of God himself can hardly be equated with the pull of human appetites. By perceiving them as the same, the ego attempts to save itself from being swept away as it would surely be in the presence of knowledge. 47. The upper level of the unconscious thus contains the call of God as well as the call of the body. That is why the basic conflict between love and fear is unconscious. The ego cannot tolerate either and represses both by resorting to inhibition. Society depends on inhibiting the latter, but salvation depends on disinhibiting the former. The reason you need my help is because you have repressed your own guide and therefore need guidance. My role is to separate the true from the false in your unconscious so it can break through the barriers the ego has set up and shine into your mind. Against our united strength, the ego cannot prevail. 
Thank you, Karen. And Jessica. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> 47. The upper level of the unconscious thus contains the call of God as well as the call of the body. That is why the basic conflict between love and fear is unconscious. The ego cannot tolerate either and represses both by resorting to inhibition. Society depends on inhibiting the latter, but salvation depends on disinhibiting the former. The reason you need my help is because you have repressed your own guide and therefore need guidance. My role is to separate the true from the false in your unconscious so it can break through the barriers of the ego, I'm sorry, break through the barriers the ego has set up and shine into your mind. Against our united strength, the ego cannot prevail. It should be apparent to you by now why the ego regards the soul as its, quote, enemy. The ego arose from the separation and its continued existence depends on your continuing belief in the separation. Having reduced the soul impulses to the unconscious, the ego has to offer you some sort of reward for maintaining this belief. All it can offer is a sense of temporary existence which begins with its own beginning and ends with its own ending. It tells you this life is your existence because it is its own. Against this sense of temporary existence, the soul offers you the knowledge of permanence and unshakable being. No one who has experienced the revelation of this can ever fully believe in the ego again. How can its meager offering to you prevail against the glorious gift of God? Thank you, Jessica and Lana. Okay, 48. It should be apparent to you by now why the ego regards the soul as its, in quote, enemy. The ego arose from the separation, and its continued existence depends on your continuing belief in the separation. Having reduced the soul impulses to the unconscious, the ego has to offer you some sort of reward for maintaining this belief. All it can offer is a sense of temporary, temporary existence, which begins with your own beginning and ends with its own ending. It tells you this life is your existence because it is its own. Against this sense of temporary existence, 
The soul offers you the knowledge of permanence, an unshakable being. No one who has experienced the revelation of this can ever fully believe in the ego again. How can its meager offering to you prevail against the glorious gift of God? 49. You who identify with with your egos cannot believe that God loves you. You do not love what you have made, and what you made does not love you. Being made out of the denial of the Father, the ego has no allegiance to its own maker. You cannot conceive of the real relationship which exists between God and his souls because of the hatred you have for the self you have made. You project onto your own idea of yourself the will to separate, which conflicts with the love you feel for what you made because you made it. I mean, I'm going to read that again. You project onto your own idea of yourself the will to separate, which conflicts with the love you feel for what you made because you made it. No human love is without this ambivalence. And since no ego has experienced love without ambivalence, the concept is beyond its understanding. Thank you, Lana and Sandra. 49. You who identify with your egos cannot believe that God loves you. You do not love what you have made, and what you have made does not love you. Being made out of the denial of the Father, the ego has no allegiance to its own maker. You cannot conceive of the real relationship which exists between God and his souls because of the hatred you have for the self you have made. You project onto your own idea of yourself the will to separate, which conflicts with the love you feel for what you made, because you made it. No human love is without this ambivalence, and since no ego has experienced love without ambivalence, the concept is beyond its understanding. 50. Love will enter immediately into any mind which truly wants it, but it must want it truly. This means that it wants it without ambivalence, and this kind of wanting is wholly without the ego's drive to get. There is a kind of experience which is so different from anything the ego can offer that you will never recover. The word recover is used quite literally here. You will never be able to cover or hide again. It is necessary to repeat here that your belief in darkness and in hiding is why the light cannot enter. The Bible gives many references to the immeasurable gifts which are for you, but for which you must ask. 
This is not a condition as the ego sets conditions. It is the glorious condition of what you are. Thank you, Sandra. And is there a new reader for 50 and 51? This is Wendy. I can read 50. Love, Love will enter immediately into any mind which truly wants it, but it must want it truly. This means that it wants it without ambivalence. And this kind of wanting is wholly without the ego's, quote, drive to get. There is a kind of experience which is so different from anything the ego can offer that you will never recover. The word, quote, recover is used quite literally here. You will never be able to cover or hide again. It is necessary to repeat here that your belief in darkness and in hiding is why the light cannot enter. The Bible gives many references to the immeasurable gifts which are for you, but for which you must ask. This is not a condition as the ego sets conditions. It is the glorious condition of what you are. 51. No force except your own will is strong enough or worthy enough to guide you. In this you are as free as God, and must remain so forever. You can never be bound except in honor, and that is always voluntary. Let us ask the Father in my name to keep you mindful of his love for you and yours for him. He has never failed to answer the request because it asks only for what he has already willed. Those who call truly are always answered. Thou shalt have no other gods before him, because there are none. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. And is there another new reader for 51 and 52? Good morning, Lemoy. I have it set up and I can read. This is Mindy. Please do. Thank you. Excuse me for a moment. No force except your own will is strong enough or worthy enough to guide you. In this you are as free as God and must remain so forever. You can never be bound except in honor, and that is always voluntary. Let us ask the Father in my name to keep you mindful of his love for you and yours for him. He has never failed to answer this request because it asks only for what he has already willed. Those who call truly are always answered. Thou shalt have no other gods before him because there are none. 52. It has never really entered your mind to give up every idea you ever had that opposes knowledge. You retain thousands of little scraps of meanness which prevent the Holy One from entering. 
Light cannot penetrate through the walls you make to block it, and it is forever unwilling to destroy what you have made. No one can see through a wall, but I can step around it. Watch your minds for the scraps of meanness, or you will be unable to ask me to do so. I can help you only as our Father created us. I will love you and honor you and maintain complete respect for what you have made. But I will neither honor it nor love it unless it is true. Thank you, Mindy. And is there another new reader for 52 and 3? Uh, sure. Okay. It has never really entered your mind to give up every idea you ever had that opposes knowledge. You retain thousands of little scraps of meanness which prevent the Holy One from entering. Light cannot penetrate through the walls you make to block it, and it is forever unwilling to destroy what you have made. No one can see through a wall, but I can step around it. Watch your minds for the scraps of meanness, or you will be unable to ask me to do so. I can help you only as our Father created us. I will love you and honor you and maintain complete respect for what you have made, but I will neither honor it nor love it unless it is true. I will never forsake you any more than God will, but I must wait as long as you choose to forsake yourself. Because I wait in love and not in impatience, you will surely ask me truly. I will come in response to a single unequivocal call. Watch carefully and see what it is you are really asking for. Be very honest with yourself about this, for we must hide nothing from each other. If you will really try to do this, you have taken the very first the, you have taken the first step toward preparing your mind for the Holy One to enter. We will prepare for this together, for once he has come, you will be ready to help me make other minds ready for him. How long will you deny him his kingdom? Thank you, Bryce. And is there another new reader for 53 and 54? Fifty-three and four, another new reader. Okay, back to you, Lori. I will never forsake you any more than God will, but I must wait as long as you choose to forsake yourself. Because I wait in love and not in impatience, you will surely ask me truly. I will come in response to a single unequivocal call. Watch carefully and see what it is you are really asking for. 
be very honest with yourself about this, for we must hide nothing from each other. If you will really try to do this, you have taken the first step toward preparing your mind for the Holy One to enter. We will prepare for this together, for once he has come, you will be ready to help me make other minds ready for him. How long will you deny him his kingdom? In your own unconscious, deeply repressed by the ego, is the declaration of your release. God has given you everything. This is the one fact that means the ego does not exist and which therefore makes it profoundly afraid. In the ego's language, remember, quote, to have and to be, end quote, are different. But they are identical to the soul. The soul knows that you both have everything and are everything. Any distinction in this respect is meaningful only when the idea of getting, which implies a lack, has already been accepted. That is why we made no distinction before between having the kingdom of God and being the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lori. Brian? 54. In your own unconscious, deeply repressed by the ego, is the declaration of your release. God has given you everything. This is the one fact that means the ego does not exist and which therefore makes it profoundly afraid. In the ego's language, remember, quote, to have, unquote, and, quote, to be, unquote, are different, but they are identical to the soul. The soul knows that you both have everything and are everything. Any distinction in this respect is meaningful only when the idea of quote-unquote getting, which implies a lack, has already been accepted. That is why we made no distinction before, ha- before between having the kingdom of God and being the kingdom of God. 55. The calm being of God's kingdom, which in your sane mind is perfectly conscious, is ruthlessly banished from the part of the mind which the ego rules. The ego is desperate because it opposes literally invincible odds, whether you are asleep or awake. Consider how much vigilance you have been willing to exert to protect your ego and how little you have been willing to extend to protect your higher mind. Who but the insane will undertake to believe what is not true and then protect this belief at the cost of truth. Thank you, Bryn. And Donna. Are you on mute, Donna? Uh, must have been on mute, maybe. <clears throat> 55. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> 55. The calm being of God's kingdom, which is your sane mind, is perfectly conscious, is ruthlessly banished 
from the part of the mind which the ego rules. The ego is desperate because it opposes literally invincible odds. Whether you are asleep or awake, consider how much vigilance you have been willing to exert to protect your ego and how little you have been willing to expend to protect your higher mind. Who but the insane would undertake to believe what is not true and then protect this belief at the cost of truth? Thank you, Donna. And uh, would anyone else like to repeat 55 in conclusion? I was Lemoyne. This is Mindy. Okay. 56, 55. The calm being of God's kingdom, which in your sane mind is perfectly conscious, is ruthlessly banished from the part of the mind which the ego rules. The ego is desperate because it opposes literally invincible odds, whether you are asleep or awake. Consider how much vigilance you have been willing to exert to protect your ego and how little you have been willing to expend to protect your higher mind. Who but the insane would undertake to believe what is not true and then protect this belief at the cost of truth? (laughs) My spiritual mentor says we're all insane, and now I understand what he said, what he meant. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Mindy. Um, <laughs> this, is, this has been interesting. I, you know, I, I like to try, and and uh, I got pretty with the like clear guidance to read that paragraph forty-three three times, but <laughs> I messed up and <laughs> forgot to ask Lori to read it. Um, and that's okay, you know, it's just an error. Call only calls for correction. So it's a brief summary here. I'm just gonna to go to the top and says where it says <clears throat> Yeah, we don't understand the kingdom of heaven is within you. Perhaps because the word within is unnecessary. The kingdom of heaven is you. And then paragraph 43, the kingdom is perfectly united and protected, perfectly protected, and the ego will not prevail against it. Amen. Amen. And and I think with that, I'll turn to you, Fran, that ask everyone to give your attention to Fran as she leads us in the lesson for the day, Lesson 40. I am blessed as a son of God. Oh, thank you. 
Hi everybody. We are in the first part of the workbook. And today's lesson, lesson 40, I am blessed as a son of God. So I shall read the lesson and then we will go and do our practice on it. Lesson 40, I am blessed as a son of God. Today, we will begin to assert some of the happy things to which you are entitled, being what you are. No long practice periods are required today, but very frequent short ones are necessary. Once every 10 minutes would be highly desirable. And you are urged to attempt this schedule and to adhere to it whenever possible. If you forget, try again. If there are long interruptions, try again. Whenever you remember, try again. You need not close your eyes for the exercise periods although you will probably find it more helpful if you do. However, you may be in a number of situations during the day when closing your eyes would not be appropriate. Do not miss a practice period because of this. You can practice quite well under any circumstances if you really want to. Today's exercises take little time and no effort. Repeat today's idea and then add several of the attributes which you associate with being a son of God, applying them to yourself. One practice period might, for example, consist of the following. I am blessed as a son of God. I am happy, peaceful, loving, and contented. Another might be something as follows. I am blessed as a son of God. I am calm, quiet, assured, and confident. If only a brief period is available, merely telling yourself that you are blessed as the Son of God will do. Lesson 40. I am blessed as the Son of God. Five minutes.
Now I'll read the paragraph from the review of Lesson 40. I am blessed as the Son of God. Herein lies my claim to all good and only good. I am blessed as the Son of God. All good things are mine because God intended them for me. I cannot suffer any loss or deprivation or pain because of who I am. My Father supports me, protects me, and directs me in all things. His care for me is infinite and is with me forever. I am certainly blessed as his son. Lesson 40, I am blessed as the son of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Fran. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Fran. Beautifully done, as usual. Thank you so much. Thank you. Can we hear from you, Fran? No, I just love the lesson. I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Fran, for reflecting our loveliness through your voice. Thank you. Oh, that's so true. I can just feel her love, feel your love, Fran, whenever you do the lesson. Confused with it. We are blessed with sons of God to have Fran's beauty and love reading our lessons. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, there's some light right there. Thank you, Fran. Oh, yes, I felt you inhabit. Yeah, yeah, I felt you inhabit that. It was really, really extraordinary, Fran. Thank you. I am blessed as a child of God. I am blessed to be here amongst others who share in the same light of love. Together I am blessed. I am whole and I am complete. I am awareness itself. Aware of all the things that are here for the realization that I am and blessed. This lesson today teaches me to ask for those that are for me, here for me, not for me to enjoy, but for me to remember and to reflect upon that I remember the presence of love and the awareness of it in my life. Thank you, I'm complete. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Charles. 
Yes, thank you, Thank girl. you, Charles. Uh, good morning, it's Lana. Um, again, I, I love the lesson and I love the text reading today. Um, you know, when I think of the idea of ego, I um, I try to remember that um, so all of it's plotting and planning and ways of distorting reality are at the unconscious level. And at least for me, I, I become aware of the ego presence or the belief that there is an ego presence through the effect of that plotting and planning on, on a conscious level. You know, that's where, um, and, and it's very interesting when I feel uh, the ego presence, you know, and, I, and I'll try to investigate within myself, how did I get there? How did I get in this state of fear? Why did I react in this way? When I look to find reasons for that, I won't find them because I am not the ego. I'm not the plotter and planner. I'm the one that believes there is a plotter and planner, you know. And um, if I'm attached or aligned with the illusions of the ego mind, um, I can slip into the belief that that's who I am and forget the truth of who I am. And that, again... At an unconscious level, it's what Jesus calls the superconsciousness. Superconsciousness is the kingdom of heaven. It's what we also refer to as um, my higher self or Christ consciousness. It's the realm of truth. And consciousness is, is really the realm of experience. I experience the effects of where my mind is, what my mind is aligned with whether it's aligned with truth or whether it's aligned with the ego. And, and Jesus also explains that at the unconscious level, you know, it's right below consciousness and, and right below it is where all the miracle um, impulses are. And at, when I first started studying, studying, I would say, well, why would the miracle impulses be down there with egos? unconscious state and you know and then it made perfect sense that's where they're needed you know that's where the need that's where the miracles are needed to undo their blocks um, undo the blocks which hide the kingdom of God from my awareness at a conscious level so and why forgiveness is so important at an unconscious level through forgiveness those blocks are removed so through the miracles which allow the truth to come to the surface of my mind so I can experience it and but as a conscious level at a conscious level I'm always free to point my mind wherever I want it to go you know even if I'm in pain or or physical or emotional or upset I can just pause for a moment. I call it the sacred pause. Just pause for a moment and point my focus and attention inward to this at this present moment with God and make that choice. Because as soon as I make the choice between God and the ego, 
you know, they say that, and Jesus says that mind is the activating agent of spirit. So as soon as I make that choice, spirit is activated. And um, the ego can't compete with that. You know, the ego is not strong enough. Um, or even the idea, even if my belief in the ego is strong, once I choose truth in God, you know, game over. <laughs> Match is given to God, you know. And um, and some, you know, sometimes I can't remember all that, especially if I'm steeped in the ego. I, I can't recall all the metaphysics about it. But the one thing I can recall, the one thing I can do is ask certain questions, questions that the ego can't answer, you know, that I have to look within to myself to find, you know. And the one I share here a lot is, am I at peace? You know, because that points my mind in the right direction because in order to answer that question, I have to point my mind inward. I can't find that out by looking outside myself. And that'll, you know, tell me everything I need to know. If I'm not at peace, I need forgiveness. Simple as that. Can't get much more simple than that. And in confusion, I'll ask the question, what is the truth of this? This is another question the ego can't answer because it doesn't know anything about the truth. And even if it did, I doubt that it would share it with me. (laughs) You know, so... I know that the response will come from spirit. The response will come from um, from God and truth, you know. And so then I just have to wait patiently in this present moment. A lot of times I'll read the lesson, I rest in God. You know, once I give something to God, I've given it to God. That means I'm not going to point my mind in that direction anymore. I'm not going to give it my focus and attention and feed it um, with that focus and attention. I've given it to God. I need not think about it anymore. I need need do nothing. I just need to trust God and then just be aware of what shows up. And and a lot of times what I'll usually do is once I give something to God, and again, it's just a willingness. You know, forgiveness is done for me, not by me. I have to just be willing to give it to God, and then I'll just go about my day. And then at some point I'll remember to look, and whatever it was that was upsetting me, in most, if not all cases, I'll notice it's diminished, and I'll ask myself, or gone completely, and I'll ask myself, how did I ever allow myself to get upset over something like that? Its meaning is diminished because the meaning... I give something. To that degree, the ouch is felt stronger and stronger. So once the meaning is he- that I've given it is healed, it falls away. And um, and in that alone, once these blocks are healed, that light can shine in my mind. And, and that really does it for me. You know, it's, um, it's just a beautiful process when I'm willing just to get out of the way and let it happen. And um, so I'm complete. I didn't mean to go on and on and on. But it was an important section for me in, in my in my learning. And um, I really appreciate how it demonstrates. 
again uh, that everything Jesus shares with me in this beautiful Course of Miracles is true, is absolutely true. Not through understanding, but through application and experience. I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Joy to listen. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. I'd like to get with you. That's all. This is Donna, and yes, thank you, Lana. I found um, I found this reading today a spiritually religious experience for me, and um, it established and ended with me knowing I am a son of God. But this paragraph forty-one. I was amazed that uh, what you read, Lori, just prior, absolutely, really spoke in that language, 41 through 43. And I did get some inspired notes today, so I'm going to quickly share them. Paragraph 41, I got instructions on this beautiful paragraph. My work, clear out the garbage, also known as ego thought system, from my Christ holy consciousness. And from 48, ignorance of Christhood is maintained by the belief in separation. And 49, uh, 49, ignorance is self-abandonment. Christ is all-knowing. Ego, in ignorance, thinks it's no, it knows. And 52, the Holy One cannot guide. It says the Holy One cannot enter. Uh, in 52 and in 53 um, that he cannot guide. But the Holy Spirit to me is ever-present. It's life that we can, because we have free will, we cannot allow it to be heard by us by enforcing our will instead of letting God's will be done. And 55, oh, wow, there's another prayer I said to myself. And how I see 55 is it's the prayer of cleansing for that magnificent prayer, 43. The kingdom is perfectly united and perfectly protected, and the ego will not prevail against it. Amen. Thank you very much. I'm complete. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. clear. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Good morning. It's Karen. Extremely inspired this morning also when I read this. Um, this section 
but first I want to go back to yesterday's lesson and profess the results of practicing all day. Um, my holiness is my salvation, and my unloving thoughts are keeping me in hell. And I was um, practicing all day long. I think of it as when we first studied the lesson in the morning, it's like being initiated for the day into that uh, healing, miraculous thought. And so sometimes it takes all day for it to come into fruit. Not, not takes all day, but it gets deeper and more profound as the day goes on. Um, so today's reading says that little scraps of meanness are blocking the light. These are our unloving thoughts. That's what that means. Somebody's not muted, I think. Um, those little scraps of meanness. So yeah, so this morning I was about to um, do something and I saw a text message come and it was like 6 a.m. and I was like, oh no, something bad happened. And it was just like a fear thought. And that was a little scrap of meanness that blocks the light. That was the uh, automatic, egoic uh, thought that kicks in you know, because there's something in me that's not healed. There's an unloving thought of fear that keeps me in, in, in hell that has guilt associated to it. So I really loved that little thought. Um, I was thinking, and I kind of got a different take on it than Lana, but that's because we're all, like, we're all getting different um, perspectives of how it appears to us what the reading means. So I was meditating this morning on the unconscious and the repressed thoughts of God. And it says in the reading that we can't hear the Holy Spirit, we can't hear our guide, because we've repressed the voice for truth inside of us. The soul is talking to us, but we've repressed it because the ego is repressed. It's repressing all of the... Um, the thoughts from God as well as the thoughts from the superconscious, that is, but also it's repressing all its anger and its stories and its, you know, unhealed dramas and all the other stuff it's got going on. And I was, all of a sudden I was, I was shown, like, I'm in the kitchen and the microwave is going and I'm using Blender and the water is running and people are talking and the TV's in the next room and the music is playing in the kitchen and kids are running around. And those are all my ego thoughts. Those are all my thoughts. And that's that superficial, superficial level of consciousness. And then I, I just had this thought that one by one I took everybody out of the room. You know, I turned off the microwave. I turned off the radio. I turned off the TV. I turned off the vacuum cleaner. I turned. I, I told the kids to play outside. I asked my neighbors to go home. And in the stillness and in the peace of the present moment, suddenly the light was streaming through the room, and it was so beautiful. It was like the hand of God was caressing the air molecules. And then I could hear the birds outside, and it was like when I got very 
still and very deep into the place where I could really tune in when the ego cacophony was, was, was stopped. I could hear the glory of God everywhere. I'm blessed as a son of God. Today I felt I am the silence, I am the stillness, I am the emptiness, and I am the heart that extends to everyone and touches everything. And I am united with my creator and all of creation. I am a blessed son of God. I am complete. Thank you for taking us on that journey. Wow, beautiful. Waves of goosebumps. Thank you, Karen. Oh, that was song. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. Good morning, this is Sandra. Go ahead, Sandra. Yeah, I I really liked your reference, Karen, to um, the meanness. Because when I'm in ego identity, which is my body, I'm identified with my body, then I'm scared because I'm feeling vulnerable because bodies are temporal, they're vulnerable, and, and then I have to judge because I'm scared. And, and, it, and I think that that judgment is going to give me some kind of control over, over things, and, and, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't give me any control, and, and it's a false sense of control. <laughs> it's really, the, the, the thing is, is that I'm not in control. I have to accept that, that, that I'm here to be guided. Uh, the kingdom is perfectly united and perfectly protected, and the ego will not prevail against it. Amen. <laughs> and, and so whenever, I know whenever I'm judging, that, um, you know, that's that meanness. Not only am I mean to my brothers who I'm projecting on because I'm judging, but I'm mean to myself because I'm, I'm just perpetuating the, the separation. And when I align with spirit, the truth of who I am, there's no need to protect anything. There isn't, there isn't even a need to survive. There's just a need to extend love. And, and the beauty of these lessons, that the, all these lessons in this book, this whole book is this huge blessing to myself and all the sons of God. So I am blessed as a son of God. And because of this book, I can be blessed by the son of God. Because of this book, I can bless the Son of God. And it all, it's all about letting go of my judgments. And, and the book has given me this beautiful tool called the Holy Spirit that says, you don't even have to, you know, you just have to figure out when you're judging. You just have to be diligent with your thoughts so that you know that you're judging, that's me, that I know that I'm judging, and then turn it over. And, and I'll help you, the Holy Spirit, my Holy Spirit, my higher mind, all of your higher minds will, will help to let go of that judgment and trust the unity 
and and it all happens through forgiveness. Loved what you said, Lana. It just it, it I can never. That is what makes me holy is my ability, my willingness to forgive, and it and it begins with me to forgive myself for still buying into body identity. You know, it happens. I buy into body identity, and then I think. I have to control something, so I got to judge it in order to control it. It's just a this whole cycle, which you know, it's I can I can I can work with that cycle once I see it, and it all happens through turning it over to my Holy Spirit and and forgiving myself and everybody else who's doing the same thing I am, and so I can be blessed as a son of God, and I can give blessings as a son of God. I'm complete. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was great. Hi, this is Diana. And it's it's interesting. I guess I'm in my own category, if you will, because I am in a position where I'm taking charge of my life. I'm, you know, by practicing what I want to see and feel. And I, it's like Rumi in the guest house, you know. I appreciate this, these lessons because they are opening a part of myself to see things differently, to know that I have ultimately always had control over this ego and over the mind the way it thinks when something comes up, that I can do an opposite and replace it with, a feeling that is true with what comes up. It's like the the um, I can be anywhere at any time beyond what is going on in my circumstance to consciously be in this here now moment, where which is where God is for me at any time. When Rumi, I love that that Rumi guest house poem because regardless of what shows up, I have an opportunity to practice this lesson in knowing, in certainty, that whatever is showing up for me, I get to extend in peace through me to my brother. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to preach. I don't have to do anything except be what Christ wants me to be through him. I I do appreciate the 43. The kingdom is perfectly united and perfectly protected, and the ego will not prevail against it. Amen. 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 I'm complete. Amen. (laughs) Awesome, Diana. Thank oh, you. Diana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It really is. Thank you, Diana. Yeah, Good thank morning, you, Diana. Mrs. Charles. I just want to share from what I've been feeling from the shares I've heard so far. Is for me, it, uh, where it says in the Course to remove the blocks, the awareness of love's presence, the blocks to the awareness. A lot of people, when they use the word unconsciousness, it's being unaware of. Being unaware of the judgments. As soon as we're aware of our judgments, we are awake. 
Awareness is love's presence. Awareness is who we truly are. And as we bless and are blessed, and as we see things happening for us and not to us, we become aware of our inheritance, inheritance of a child, of a supreme being whose universe is working for us and not to us. That the universe is at our back and not pushing us down and trodden over top of us. Awareness of our true nature is our own freedom to choose. And in our freedom to choose, we can choose to see, and we can also choose to close our eyes and not see. But it's our freedom and our inheritance and our independence to know, and we could choose not to know. And with these shares today, the determination, uh, the the blessings, the the realizations, uh, it's like coming into the initiate, coming into the knowing, coming into the awareness, ever-growing, ever-expanding, ever-evolving, ever-loving, every gentle, ever compassionate, ever beautiful. I just wanted to share my heartfelt feelings I'm having. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Oh, that was Thank beautiful, you. Charles. Thank you. Charles here, here reminded me of, um, I was reading about Einstein and um, one story in there was about his neighbors, a little child, she asked him one day when he was outside, what is the most important question? <laughs> he, he says, well, let me ponder that a bit. So, you know, the next day or the next time he saw her, he told her that um, the most important question we can ask ourselves is, is the universe a friendly place? And, um, of course, it points back to our perception of life and the world and everything. If, if I know in my heart that it's a friendly place, it'll uh, manifest that way. If, if I think the universe is a fearful place, that's the picture, you know, that the image that I will make of it. So, um, you know, for me to love is the remedy for anything appearing unlike love, unlike itself. And it, it doesn't matter. And, of course, the love gets into this further, but the idea is ex- allowing an acceptance. Um, and it doesn't accept, acceptance really doesn't mean I have to like it, but I have to accept the fact that I don't like it <laughs> and not... <clears throat> do battle with it and not resist it so that energy can flow through me and out of me and disappear. And, um, and, and boy, that's a whole different behavior than what I'm conditioned by the world to do. You know, it's um, when something shows up, you know, I might be tempted to try to 
understand it, fix it, or engage in it in some way. And for me, that's just feeding the ego. It's it's like making it stronger. But when I just allow it, you know, it's it's like I <laughs> let it be, let it flow, let it go. And what happens, I notice, is that it actually lets go of me, you know, when I starve it, you know, when I don't feed it. So, um Anyhow, thanks again. I'm complete. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I like that. Thank, thank you, dear. Uh, Lemoyne, did you start to talk earlier? I thought I heard you start. Uh, no, I just wanted to thank somebody. Uh, Sorry. Thank you I was so waiting much. for you or Lori in case you're, either of you are going to share. I would be curious, Lemoyne, who was your appreciation for? Thank you. Well, I yeah, I can't I can't remember who I was thanking when I collided, but I do I do Yeah, there's so there's several where uh, um you know, I, I didn't feel like I really needed to make the point of thanking someone because everyone, so many other people did, and then and then it moved the conversation moved along, and that's all well and good. Uh, but I do, you know, I think two in particular, more recent. Are, thank you, Diana. Thank you, Lana. Um, you know, I have one thing. It's uh, <clears throat> not not letting me go, but and it's about the lesson and and practicing the lesson. Um, I noticed this tendency to stray to effect, so that I would I, instead of practicing it as it is and just accepting that I am blessed as a child of God, I would focus on something and say, oh, I'm blessed by that. 
And, you know, it's not like it's wrong. It's, it's good to be grateful for, you know, things working out for signs of love outside, uh, you know, stumbling across something nice, whatever that is. Um, but this is about the, the this is about you know the fruit of the spirit within and accepting that that it is and so i i think the uh, i think the guidance is when i'm what i got is the when i'm focused on something you know my mind has strayed to effects as the as the course says um uh, to be grateful for it, fine, but to focus on the feeling that it engenders and allows me to have, that it inspires in me, and that that is that second part, you know, that I'm happy and peaceful, uh, that I feel acknowledged or whatever that is. That it the feeling that it engenders in me, and so this is the way to return to the lesson, even with even when my mind is up straying towards the effects and the way things are. Anyway, I'm complete there. Well, that was very clear. Thank you, Lemoyne. Well, thank, thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lamorne. I am so glad you went first this morning. <laughs> I'm so glad uh, because um, that that's uh, that's the point of all this um, clarity. Uh, clarity of what's going on with me. What is going on with me? And, and I look at this reading and, and the invitation of this lesson, these last five lessons, and um, the invitation seems to be wake up. Just wake up. And what is there to wake up from? But the living death uh, that's represented by the ego thought system. I was looking at this this morning and and especially uh, highlighted to my mind this and it's in paragraph 47 the basic conflict is between love and fear basic conflict is between love and fear but the ego can't stand either one of them it represses both isn't that just living death And, and to that, to that he says, <clears throat> "Let us ask the Father in my name. Let us ask the Father in my name to keep you mindful of His love for you and your love for Him." That's that's alive, right there. On offer is the living death or life. 
and, and what is life but awareness, you know? That's what you just what I just heard you say, Moy. When I focus on I am blessed as a son of God, he's asking me to be awake. Pay attention. Look what's going on. It's okay here. It's safe to feel. And you'll discover that what you really feel is love. I, I will never forsake you. He says, I'll never forsake you. Keep an eye out for for those little scraps of meanness. And, and that's not to say that, oh, gee whiz, you're a bad person because you're a scraps of meanness. That's a, a precaution because giving or receiving are one in truth. And if I'm entertaining um, attack thoughts, or judgment thoughts, I mean, they're one and the same. If I'm entertaining those kind of thoughts, um, I'm rejecting, I'm tensing up, I'm tightening, I'm, I'm pushing away. Um, I'm pushing away. And that feels like I'm being pushed away. You know? If I'm pushing away, it feels like I'm being pushed away because giving and receiving are one in truth. And if I'm judging, um, it comes right back to me. Who am I judging here but the Son of God, myself? You know? So the Son of God is generous out of self-interest. And that's what I really wanted to talk about. Salvation depends on disinhibiting the former. Salvation, I'm back in paragraph 49, 47, I'm sorry. Salvation depends on disinhibiting love. And the highlighted word in my awareness this morning was protection. So I did a search and you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at the returns that come back from searching protection. We had it in our lesson just a couple of days ago. Um, be aware to protect your protection. Protect your protection. What is my protection but the love of God? That's why the ego will never prevail against the kingdom. Perfectly united, perfectly protected, the ego will never prevail against it. And when I keep my mind on my protection, protect my protection, what is that? That's love. That's disinhibiting the former. In a little bit, we'll get to the, the astounding lesson of the crucifixion was to teach only love, for that is what you are. And he says, never forget that what you teach is teaching you. If I'm teaching little scraps of meanness, that's teaching me that I'm mean. But if I'm allowing the love of God to flow through me, what I'm teaching is teaching me. That's, um, that's the kind of charity that forgiveness talks about. Disinhibiting the former. And I can't do that by myself. I need help. I need the help of the universe. Never forget. Keep your 
of asking Father in my name to keep you mindful of his love for you and yours for him. There's a there's an instruction in this reaching God um, movement of the heart. Um, very old, ancient instruction in the cloud of unknowing that says, take your dart of longing love. That longing that we have for the love of God is his longing for us, you know, just like the opening today. That love, this actually, you know, in this paragraph 51, let us ask the Father in my name to keep you ever mindful of his love for you and yours for him is um, one of the most clear instructions in how to pray in this whole book. And there it is right there. Let us ask the Father in my name. This this path, I think I said that yesterday, this path is already paved. It's already walked. It's already home. It's already perfect. It's already here. It's already now. And when I am unaware of that, it is because I haven't been vigilant. I haven't been vigilant for the truth. It happens all the time, you know. A little twinge, a little distraction happens all the time but as you say Lana point the mind back to God I'm protecting my protection I'm protecting my protection and I'm happy to say that most of the time most of the time I feel loved and loving and lovable um, and that's only because of my relationship to um, my Jesus, you know, my Holy Spirit, myself. And, um, and when I'm clear on that, then I'm clear on everything. <laughs> have no trouble uh, with myself. I have no trouble with anyone, you know. And that's um, the essence of the atonement, except atonement for myself. Um, is to let the love of God light my mind and then to maintain enough vigilance that I protect my protection um, so that I have disinhibited all the love that naturally flows. You know, there is a well. Um, there is a well that God has filled with himself and now uh, when the awareness lands in that well uh, there's nothing but flowing love and um, and and when he steps around those walls I made <laughs> you know I realize I need to do nothing really except um, let him love me and I'm complete thank you Laurie Thank that you, was Lori. beautiful, Lori. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. That was, Lori. Thank you so much. You like to, yeah, really, uh, go ahead. Really quickly, I just loved it when you said I need do nothing, um, but I can, if I choose, self-regulate. And this whole book is giving me tools in order to self-regulate. 
I'm complete. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Love that. Wow. You always bless me, Lori. Really good. Good point. I felt like um, yesterday's lesson was really deconstructing the ego mind. And it was a training in the awareness of the unconscious thoughts that the ego is always weaving to keep us, um, to keep our awareness blocked, keep the light blocked, keep us unaware that we have a guide, keep us unaware of the love and the impermanent self. And, you know, that little part about the scraps of meanness, you know, sometimes it's overt, but sometimes it's very subtle, you know, just a fear thought, a wave of fear, a wave of doubt. And lessons like yesterday are, are inviting us to look at the, look at the beliefs we have that are that we so rarely notice right and then today's lesson is the fruit of yesterday's practice today's lesson is a clear space for the divine yesterday you know i opened myself more deeply yesterday through the practice so that today i can really really own that I am blessed as a son of God, you know, and how that might manifest when I'm doing the practice and I say, you know, I'm filled with light, or maybe I say I need to do nothing. But this workbook has this, has a very direct approach to undoing the thought system of the ego. It's just shockingly beautiful. And what a gift. I'm complete. Beautiful wisdom. Thank you so much. I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, you make an excellent point, Karen, that I noticed um, over the years that today well lived sets up or sows the seeds for a beautiful tomorrow. And in that same way, each lesson um, uh, is like a tree planted that blooms the very next day. And over time, you get the feeling that um, it's as if it's as if uh, higher light has gone before me every single day to make the space that I walk in tomorrow as a consequence of today. And in this way, I start to appreciate what he says when he talks about um, celestial speed up and uh, the way the miracle abolishes the need for time, Um, shortens, (laughs) shortens the need for time. It It is phenomenal teaching. You're absolutely right. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. Um, I wanted to add one more thing about yesterday's reading, which I didn't, I couldn't pull out of the air when I was speaking. It said that everyone makes an ego for everyone else, right? And that our egos affect other egos. 
We affect others and we affect others' minds when we think of them, when we're not even with them, when we're not even engaging with them on the physical plane. Likewise, I extrapolated, I'm thinking, that, that when we're in our holy mind, we share the one mind of Christ. And I spent a considerable amount of time yesterday in my meditation practice telling my daughter about her holiness, that her worth is established by God and that God is inevitable and that, you know, the, the ego just thinks it's, it has no father, denies the father, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the point was, I feel like sometimes there are people I can't really share the course with on the physical plane. But I wanted to make an offering to heal them or heal their minds to share with them what the Course is saying. So I did it on the inner plane, and I feel like that's a little bit like prayer. I don't know. Anyway, it goes for today, too. You know, she is blessed. My daughter is blessed as a child of God. And I want to tell her that every 10 minutes when I'm practicing the lesson for the rest of the day, um, when I start setting the timer after this call. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, oh that's so holy. That is, that is an amazing discovery, uh, Karen, that um, I've, I've noticed that too. When I share a lesson in my mind with someone uh, about whom I'm concerned, it's uh, as if I'm doing the lesson with them, for them, and uh, on their behalf like an intercession. It's, um, I think it's powerful light working, and it, um, it, 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 yeah, it comes back to you. It comes back to me um, in a way that uh, I believe blesses the self we share, ways I could never understand. But um, there's great enhancement in um, pulling, pulling uh, those about whom I have concern into my lesson intervals and doing it with them, for them. It's, uh, it's like, a, I call it a magnifier. It's, it's an awareness magnifier, intensifier. And, um, and I think that's light work in myself. I'm complete. I'm sorry, but I want to add one more thing. Thank you, Lori. I think it's important for spiritual people to recognize it goes the other way. And I think that was the point that of what we read in the text yesterday, that every negative thought, you know, if you think this person is such and such, every negative thought goes right to their aura and they feel it. Every thought should be a prayer. I'm complete. Yep. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. I love that, um, Karen. Every thought is a prayer. <laughs> it does become a prayer. Thank you. Yes, well, this is Sandra, and we're, we're here to unify the opposites. And the only way I can do that is, is to forgive. Forgive myself for judging, because as soon as I judge, I'm creating the separation. And forgive others who are still judging. And so then there's 
you know, once I can master that art of forgiveness, which I haven't mastered it yet, um, I'm still, it's a, it's a process for me, and it's happening in layers. But that's, that's my holiness, is my ability to forgive, and then it just takes my will. Am I willing to go deeper and, and look at what I still haven't forgiven and make it okay? Like, I'm not here to judge what I haven't forgiven. I'm just here to notice it and then turn it over to my Holy Spirit who will, who will do whatever is required for me to be able to complete the process. But I've got to turn it over and ask for that guidance and show that I'm willing to do the work in order to let go. I'm complete. Yes, beautiful, Sandra. Thank you. No, thank you, Sandra. Well, I would like to close the recording. Um, but before I do, this one thing that that appeared and uh, for me and you know getting the push to to share it that you know one thing in the first paragraph it says uh, the kingdom of heaven is you what else but you did the creator create and what else but you is his kingdom this is the whole message of the atonement and uh, of course as you know our sole task is to accept the atonement so I mean that's the whole thing this is a way to accept all of it and the lesson appears as just a way to practice that acceptance and in fact, the whole workbook starts to look like 365 ways to accept the atonement. And uh, yeah, I made it made it much much more attractive to me. I think the workbook. <clears throat> And uh, as a way to keep keep the practice in mind, because because most of the lessons do entail a uh, as needed form of practice, of practice, and uh, what is being practiced is you know what was stated at the beginning of the reading today in many various forms. I think also this lesson is is an instruction on uh, kind of a how-to be vigilant only for the kingdom in the positive sense. We tend to think of vigilance as defense and it depends against something, but 
Well, I, I guess in, in one way to say it is that uh, in uh, for myself anyway, in long practice of denial, denying myself much of anything except self-judgment, that, uh, yeah, the opposite, <laughs> which aligns with a with the truth is in need of practice. So. I'm I just wanted to point at this you know, the particulars of the day still and actually can always point at the universal and I think most problems are solved by simply accepting what is. And yeah, I just have to say this, that uh, I just want to repeat the last sentence stated by Brother Vladimir Putin in his interview last night and what he said true and perfectly applies here. The soul cannot be divided. Just leave leave it there and thank everyone for participating and uh, either sharing, listening, reading, however. And uh, I know you'll have a blessed day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, 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 everyone. And more.